0: It's like a gift or something that that someone gives you that you didn't ask for, you didn't earn it, you don't deserve it, but you just, it's just, and you find out someone's given something to you and you're like, huh? You are listening to Grace and Mercy Podcast. This podcast is for listeners who want to marvel at the grace of God and apply this grace to our interactions with this hurting world. I'm your host, author Darlene Bojack, and in this 30-second episode, we are going to find out what the Book of Colossians has to say about grace. Last week, we heard some uh, comments about grace from our friends Rob and Sue, and let's hear what else they have to say about grace. You know, it's like a gift gift. Or something that that someone gives you that you didn't ask for, you didn't earn it, you don't deserve it, but you just—it's just—and you find out someone's given something to you, and you're like, huh? So, wow! I was talking with John Gibbs one time, and I heard the analogy, and so theres a dollar bill, and and grace is the dollar bills in your pocket. Without grace and works, you have to ask for the dollar bill and get it out of the pocket. Grace is God's deposited that to your account. And we've heard that the now, as you can you imagine, looking at your bank account someday and you see a number in there that you just can't comprehend. That type of grace where you go, I don't deserve that. Why is why am I experiencing that grace? There's definitely an aspect to the to unmerited um, when we talk about favor finding favor uh, remember in the Old Testament we've studied that it was connected between please and thank you if you would please lean in and grant me and give me this or that um, and when we say please it's different than when we give a direction to a slave isn't it not like we have slaves all around. We have people that have to do what we ask them to do. Maybe an employee who should do what we ask them to do or children we'd hope would do what we ask them to do. And we do say please to our kids and maybe or maybe not saying please to our employees. We would say it politely but the there is an inherent requirement for uh, of duty to our employees right or students uh, if you're a teacher you don't you don't appeal to their favor to for them to do an assignment it's a requirement it's a duty so unmerited with regard to grace of leaning in we don't we We can't expect God to um, give us good things just because um, it's his duty. Well, when it comes to God, we have to say please, right? It's tied to his favor. There's no merit or no duty that God has to give those things to us as if he is our servant our employee, our child, our slave. There's a, a requesting, grant it into your heart to lean in toward me and and um, please, right? So we don't merit, um, we don't merit the things that we receive from God, the great mercies and kindnesses um, that are part of the grace that comes down the looking after us the we don't merit them and we receive them with gratefulness and joy because they're given out of a um, because we are favored ones we are the ones that he has looked upon and smiled upon so thank you Rob and Sue for bringing up this good aspect of grace, unmerited favor. Now I do need to start with an apology. I have neglected to share with you one of the cognates of grace. Uh, Before I tell you what that word is, I wanted to uh, let you know that this thing that we've discovered, the um, charisma machine, isn't my invention. Uh, i maybe give it that phrase because it's it's kind of fun to think of it uh connected to sort of the water cycle the the machinations of of grace but the etymological link between cairo kara kuris like they're all cognates um, it's uh, in in uh, bible hub that's my main resource that i use for this podcast because it has Uh, links to interlinear uh, Greek and the definitions of Greek. And then when you click on it, then it shows you right away what other verses have that word. So I use Bible Hub and one of the notes under the helps section, um, they said that uh, this link between Cairo, which means rejoice because of grace, Kara, joy because of grace, and Kiris, which is grace itself, uh, that they're all cognates is observed by they list a bunch of um, of study uh, Bible study Greek resources and including Wigram's Englishman's creek Concordance word study Greek English New Testament and um, many others about I think there's about eight of them so if you want to see what those are just take a look uh, on grace and com. I'll share the the link there so you could see where the resource is and um, they're grouped as cognates and um, one of these books refers to kara as the noun form of grace and it discusses them separately in light of their distinct connotations. And so the, um, the definitions that I use on here are from, uh, from the, this source. But I think it's fun to, to think of um, how they're connected. And as, I said, as I've said from the beginning, God chose Greek, right? And at what point did he um, create the Greek language so that it would carry uh, the meaning? I don't know if I've mentioned the Graces before. The Graces are, um, they are three, uh, three women that are in Greek mythology um, they're called the graces and uh, they are always represented um, together. They're sisters. They're always unclothed. Well, in the um, ancient Greek times, they were always represented unclothed and at rest, at peace. They weren't like stressed or worried. They were just um, just at peace with each other and and unclothed. And I, I did some studies on their names and what their names mean and all that. Without going into detail about their names, I would like to point out that grace does enable us to stand um, at peace before a very holy God and um, in the Bible, we have um, any time that anybody was approaching the presence of God, they were very aware of their sinfulness, and they're very aware of, of their unholiness. Woe is me, for I am undone. I, have a man, I am a man of unclean lips. I live among a people of unclean lips, is what um, Isaiah said. And uh, I was reading a Bible study this morning, the devo- devotional, um, R.C. Sproul, and he said the same thing, that our vision of God is limited by our, the fact that we are not holy. And yet, I think when we hear the blessing, grace and to you and peace from God our Father, we, we see this, this kind of nakedness before God and being okay. About him seeing us in all of our sin. And the reason we're okay with it is because we are his. We're his children. And I was thinking about this this morning too that, you know, we are favored, but that kind of means like we're his favorite. We are Joseph, we get the rainbow coat. Let that sink in. So, back to my apology. I forgot to teach you one of these cognates, which is Corinne. Corinne, um, in fact, is an adverb. Like, kind of used like a preposition. And it means because, nuts, or therefore. We don't really think about the fact that a word like therefore would be carrying grace and so I was studying this this morning like how is that connected of course all I had to do was look at the um, concordance uh, where I was finding these other connections and the helps word studies uh, which by the way is connected to discovery bible and it's all linked on uh, on bible hub it says um, that Corrine is used properly as favor, which furnishes the reason to take action. So it's for this cause, for this sake. And um, it's only in the Bible several, one, let's see, maybe about eight times. I'm gonna review the ones that we've already passed in the New Testament, the ones we've already passed and then, as we move forward in the New Testament, we can review those as well. So, what what connection does this have um, to our lives? We're gonna we're gonna look at these verses and see what connection does Corin have to our lives before we go into Colossians, which does not include the word Corin, which is why I'm starting with Colossians, uh, starting with uh, just the word Corin. So, Luke. Luke 7:47 is the first place we see this. And in this case, um, the sinful woman anoints Jesus, right? And he says t- to the people, "You didn't anoint my head with oil, she's anointed my feet with perfume." Therefore, I tell you, because of her, her many sins have been forgiven, she lo- has loved much. Her many sins have been forgiven as her great love has shown, but whoever has been forgiven little loves little therefore I tell you. So when he says therefore I tell you um, for this reason or in favor of this or as we saw it says favor furnishes the reason. You see a kind of a leaning of why it's leaning in. Her love has leaned him into explaining in that case okay the second current is galatians 3 19. Um, he's talking about the purpose of the law why then the law it was added because of transgressions until the offspring should come to whom the promise has been made and it was put in place through angels by an intermediary. Okay, so it's right there, because of transgressions. So what I'd like you to see is the the leaning in movement that um, of these two things. The law was added, lean in reason because of transgressions. Then we have Ephesians 3, 1 and 14. This has a little bit of humor in this one and I'll explain why understand why you need to back up to chapter 2 chapter 2 of ephesians um, you are dead in your trespasses and sins and what you once walked following the course of this world and it goes on for by grace you've been saved through faith this is not of your own doing it's the gift of god it keeps going it says you were once gentiles in the flesh called the uncircumcision and then he keeps going on in chapter 2 Uh, He came and preached peace to you who were far off and peace to those who were near. And um, you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus being the cornerstone in whom the whole structure being joined together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In him, you also are being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit therefore for this reason and he says for this reason I Paul a prisoner of Christ Jesus on behalf of you Gentiles dash dash now you know that Paul is is talking to an amanuensis or somebody who's writing his thing down and so he does talk sort of like I do rambling with rabbit trails he starts on a rabbit trail right after he says for this reason but the interesting thing is the for the reason he just talked about the reason, but this for the reason is the word grace. So do you see the leaning in? It, bring in a reason out of leaning in. And actually, in fact, here he was talking about grace. The grace of God is involved in this whole machine of creating creating the church or this, this building up of a church for this reason, I, Paul, and to finish his sentence is verse um, chapter 3, verse 14. For this reason I kneel before the Father. Right, so he, he's one of those prophets that he's been sent to go and build up the church. And he says, for this reason, he doesn't say, for this reason, no, I'm gonna go do, do all these great things. No, he says, for this reason I kneel before the Father. For this reason, I kneel before the Father. Uh, so, so for this reason is not every time you see the word, because in the New Testament, is it the word Karin? Karin is used, like I said, about eight times. Why did they choose to use this word right here? There's, a, there's like a passion in here. You see a passion of reasonableness tied we can say tied to grace. So those are the four times that we see um, the word Kirin before um, and now we're at Colossians. And from now on, uh, when we see it again, the other four or five times, um, we will uh, we'll bring it up then. So how is this connected to the charisma machine though? Favor which furnaces, furnishes the reason to take action. I think simply looking at Paul's um, words here, and, and as I said, when we look at the other five instances, which are really interesting in light of grace, um, but just, just take a look at Paul's, um, Paul's reason for being. The reason for being, the reason that Paul did all that he did was connected to God's great purpose, oh boy, Here we go. I say the word purpose and I just get so excited because of purple purpose. The purpose of God is reflected in the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. And whenever I see a direct reference to it, I underline it in purple in my Bible. That's why I call it purple purpose. My friend Danil and I have talked at length about purple, Um, but I'm not going to be able to go into it in this podcast. I do have another podcast that I'm um, hoping to develop that will talk about those Bible study methods. All right, are we ready to get into Colossians? So as we did last time, I've sorted the words by um, sequentially instead of uh, each word reviewing each time a word is viewed, we're going to be going sequentially through the book of Colossians today and see each time that we see one of the cognates of grace brought up so first time we see the word grace is Colossians 1 2 uh, it says grace to you and peace from God our Father that is the word charis, and we're familiar with that as we mentioned with regard to the graces right the the being having peace with God because of grace in the next verse, we always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you. And that is, we give thanks. Now this is eucharisteo. This is the um, we giving thanks, um, plural. And we see that that giving thanks is part of our reaction to grace. The next time is Colossians 1.6. The gospel which has come to you as indeed in the whole world it is bearing fruit and increasing as it also does among you since the day you heard it and understood the grace of God in truth okay this is actually the the noun form of the grace of God in truth and do note that uh, grace is understood grace is it's not just um, a feeling it's something that goes through the mind as it comes down, it goes through the mind. We grasp it. We understand it. We understand that we have, we have favor with God. You remember when we did Matthew, um, Luke. Greetings, you favored one, and that I think is um, one of the first times that we see the word grace in the Bible. Is when um, when he, Mary is told, grace. Okay, we have Kara. In Colossians 1.11, may you be strengthened with all power according to his glorious might for all endurance and patience with joy. Uh, King James says with joyfulness, um, patience, long suffering with joyfulness, patience with joy, steadfastness and patience joyously. Okay, Colossians 1.12 is also Eucharisteo Lossians 112, the very next verse. Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints tonight light. Look, the word joy is followed right afterwards by the word giving thanks. Karas eucharist uh, Eucharist. So joy giving thanks. Right? One at, right after the other. The the fact that it broken as two verses um, doesn't really show the connection as much as when we review it this way. Okay, Colossians 1 24 Now I rejoice in my sufferings for your sake and in my flesh I am filling up what is lacking in Christ's afflictions. So we have reviewed at length the idea of rejoicing in suffering because rejoicing means seeing the grace of God, right? It doesn't mean delighting that you are suffering, but in the midst of a difficulty, imagine you're standing, um, you're standing on a black lava stone and all around you new lava is coming. Okay, so you have a very difficult situation you're in and yet somehow in that difficulty in your heart you are remembering the grace of god and you can rejoice though you are in dire straits you can have joy because joy is not connected to is not caused by um this world joy is caused by Christ. There's our word, Kirin, right? Therefore. Or because of grace. Because of grace. Because of grace, you can still rejoice even though you're in difficulties. For example, in the case of the the poor soul standing on a lava rock with lava all around him. Um, Shortly, I will be with Christ. Knowing that can be... um, can be its own grace and and we read that in Fox's Book of Martyrs like that is one of the graces that God grants to people in persecution is that the, the incredible joy and the rejoicing in persecution so Colossians 2 5 says For though I am absent in body, yet I am with you in spirit, rejoicing to see your good order and the firmness of your faith in Christ. So this is Cairo. He's rejoicing to Mm -hmm. see. He's rejoicing to see their good order. He's rejoicing that the grace of God in their lives shown through the orderliness of their service. Okay. The next, um, next word we have is uh, kerizomai, and the next three are the word kerizomai. Colossians two thirteen. and you who were dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made alive together with him, having forgiven us all our transgressions. Kerizomai means properly, to extend favor, freely give favor to grant forgiveness. So it's favor that cancels. It literally means to exercise grace. Freely show favor, but it's tied. Um, it's favor that canceled, not based on bear, merit of the one who's earning, um, who's earning. Uh, receive the one who's receiving forgiveness. So uh, in the Bible, the word kuritomai is tied to like being, um, to restoring someone to a safe place. So that's where the forgiveness comes from, to restoring them to a safe place or to be surrendered to another, uh, to for example, punishment or death. So to grace, graciously um, preserve someone who's in peril, in this case to deliver someone, we saw that I think in Acts, delivering somebody to deliver them. So you can deliver them to their consequence or deliver them from their consequence, right? So this idea of leaning in, leaning in, Move, moving carrying something something from one place to another leaning in extending your favor to grant or to bestow okay so the connection to forgiveness I do you want to review this for a second um, you have in Luke 2 he gave sight in Luke 7 he graciously forgave them both um, uh, which one was forgiven more? Uh, grant uh, For a murderer to be granted to you. That's when um, they're talking in Acts. They're talking about uh, that people were calling for um, Barabbas. Hand him over, deliver him over, Acts 25. Um, Acts 25 has it twice. God has granted something will in Romans 8 says will not will he not also freely give us all things so there's the giving aspect the the giving granting and then second Corinthians it has forgive 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 several times forgiving Galatians God grants uh, righteousness to Abraham Ephesians four thirty two, forgiving one another. So it's you see, it's a leaning in and, and with compassion. So somebody can't if somebody harms you, you can't lean in without likewise forgiving them, right? You can't lean in without fixing that that rift. Colossians three thirteen. Two times says put on then as God's chosen ones holy and beloved compassionate hearts kindness humility meekness and patience bearing with one another and if one has a complaint against another forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you so you also must forgive so so you know this word karitsomai in this kind of context is really clear that it's that it's part of this machine we'll call it the charisma machine again the charisma machine but now it is moving toward pouring grace into other people you see because as he has forgiven us and leaned in and given us his favor we have to forgive others lean in grant that favor because we can't have this love for others for our neighbor for our enemy for one another you can't have this love if there is not forgiveness that has healed that rift okay a couple verses later Colossians 3:16. 16 um, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts I'm sure you heard it thankfulness it's just interesting, right after we say forgiveness, that thankfulness is part of, of this. Charisma, machine, part of this word grace. Thankfulness. With thankfulness in your hearts. So somebody who's been forgiven by us, let's say, we would hope that they would be grateful back. Right? Um, And... So it feels right to be grateful back. Well, that's what, as God gives us forgiveness, our gratefulness should be a natural result. When somebody's not grateful for our forgiveness, it causes a lot of like frustration in us. Thankfully, God is not frustrated with, with us when we forget to be grateful. Um, but the world uh, has so, people in the world have so many beautiful gifts from God and and they live their own lives for themselves they live a life of ungratefulness and I I believe if I'm not mistaken that Paul mentions I think in Romans that this ungratefulness is one of the reasons that they have earned condemnation okay two more instances uh, three more instances the very next verse and whatever you do whether in word or deed do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus giving thanks to God the Father through him isn't that just what we were saying ta- we we're saying giving thanks in everything okay in chapter 4 we have verse 6 that says walk in wisdom toward outsiders making the best use of the time let your speech always be gracious seasoned with salt that you may know how you ought to answer each person. So this um, gracious, um, it's with grace. It, it has, um, it's actually not the adjective, but with uh, it has with grace. Always be with grace. With salt, right? With grace, with salt. Let your um, speech be with grace. Okay, so as Christ has given us, has God has given us His grace, we likewise give that grace to others. And our mouth is how how we show our heart. The very last time, Colossians four eighteen. And guess what? This is the last chap, the last verse of the cha- of the book. I Paul write this greeting with my own hand. Remember my chains grace be with you his book ends he surrounds his book he surrounds his words with grace just as he said let our mouth be full with grace so his words are are surrounded with grace well let's pray heavenly father we're really grateful that you have given us your grace you've poured this grace into our hearts and you have made us aware it has come into our minds we have understanding we know that you have grace uh, graced us with christ you've graced us with forgiveness you've graced us with um, joy that comes from this knowledge and you've graced us with um, forgiveness and you've made us to have soft hearts to be forgiving toward others to be gracious toward others to be joyful with others and we are real grateful for your word that teaches us just through the study of the word grace teaches us about who you are and what you want from us um, how we should uh, be in this world as um, as your favored ones as we wear this rainbow coat of your your grace your favor may we uh, be uh, appropriate in the way we act toward outsiders and uh, toward others and we pray this in jesus name amen thank you for listening to grace and mercy podcast with author darlene bojek this has been episode 32 in uh, season three you can find the show notes for this episode, including links to the things we talked about at graceandmercypodcast.com. And would you do me a favor and go to the location, wherever you're listening to this, just give it a star rating. You can write a short little message so that other people can find out it about Grace and Mercy Podcast. All right, guys, we will see you next time. Take care. Bye-bye.